because we have a handful of chests. Chest, 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 chest. Wow. I was terrible. You were fantastic. I'm clearly very, I'm clearly very. Should I think about it? Don't think about it, Rob. <laughs> That's the number one thing you should not do. Don't ever think about it. You watching any football today? Hmm? Hmm? That's a weird question for two reasons. One, I don't have cable. Two, when have you ever seen me watch football? You're right. Bad question. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we're back with strong emotions about backpedaling on strong emotions. <laughs> Boom. Boom. What's yes. up, man? Yo, we are on episode 19. The big one nine, which is ironically one less than 20, which may or may not be a milestone that we're coming up on. I'm not sure. It is. It's coming. And we can't it's wait. Coming. Boom. So how are you doing in this game? I'm doing very well, actually. Yeah. I am, to be honest with you, I've been using the deck from episode 18, uh, which is called the Super Bowl, and I am absolutely loving it. And I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but I've been using it in some tournaments. I've had pretty good success, and I think I'm also converting a couple of people in the clan and uh, some of our listeners to that deck. I got to be honest. I know the deck is awesome, but... I'm a quasi convert because I can't one get this deck to work for me, and two, um, my bowler is just not a high enough level. I don't think because it really caused it really caused um you know I'm, I'm being on if I'm being honest it really caused a serious death spiral for me. I got no kicked out of the way. legendary arena uh, twice because of well, it. Well, well, what level is your bowler? You really want me to say? Well, if you're going to blame the deck for causing you I'm to just drop saying, I'm out. Kind of, I mean, I'm kind of ashamed. I guess, yeah, that's true. All right, so it's level two. It's level two. So that means that it's a level seven common. Right. So my question to you, Rob, mm-hmm. is at 3,000 trophies, would you insert a level seven common into your deck? Well, when you put it like that. <laughs> but the deck seemed really good and I see you have so much success with it and a lot of people are using it especially in my clan uh so I figured why not but now I know why not right well once you once you get super lucky like I did and you get either a magical chest or super magical checks that just holds like 20 of them uh then I would honestly recommend doing it so if your boulder is level three or four the deck is worth using if it's lower than that it, it becomes a struggle fair so now i know because the more you know and if you need more information on the deck and how to use it and what it's comprised of please check out episode 18 Mm -hmm. boom boom and we had a little bit of news happening this week um supercell is skipping clash con they are skipping clash con Mm -hmm. how do you feel about this because i i i see two sides i think i lean towards one more than the other but what are your thoughts on this? Honestly, I think that uh, for me personally, I didn't really care about ClashCon. I'm sure there were a lot of people that like followed Supercell and actually, you know, were really into it. You know, it's like sure. Comic-Con, but 
clash. Or like BlizzCon. Like everybody just gets super excited about it. Right. Exactly. So to me, it really didn't, you know, matter too much. However, I do really appreciate their reasoning. And essentially it boils down to they really want to focus on the game. Okay. And I think that that's really important considering that's literally all anybody is ever asking for. Right. No, I, I agree. I think there's a balance, right? There, there's some sort of a balance between giving players what they want in the game and then also giving them some sort of an entertainment or, or a community-like feel outside of the game, but mm-hmm. related to the game. Right. Um, and one thing to remember is, I don't know if you've seen like a picture of the Supercell team, like the developers and the coders and things like, things like that, but I have not. it's a pretty small group of people. Like really? it's about 30 people. Yeah, that's not bad. And, and if you think about it, for as big of a game as like Clash of Clans and Clash Royale are, it's not that, not that many. And if you want them to focus on one aspect of the game, which are the improvements and the additions and the changes that we want within the game, mm-hmm. I say let them focus on it, give them whatever time they need to do, what we want them to do within the game, make it more enjoyable, improve the longevity of the game, and also the, the, uh, the basis for how many people are using it and right. how many people are playing it. and then use that, leverage it, and then have a clash con that's going to be so much bigger. I completely agree with everything you just said. I don't think I could say it any better. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then the next little tidbit piece of news, um, ESWC is actually hosting the biggest international Clash Royale tournament, um, and it's going to be in Paris, I believe, uh, in yeah. October. And this is pretty cool because I think I read that they have, um, it's kind of like qualifiers, Yeah. right? Where you can enter into or sign up for regional kind of qualifiers um, for different areas of the world. And then the best players within those regions qualify then to get flown to Paris and play in this huge tournament, right? Right. And and this is different from the way that they kind of did the Helsinki tournament, right? Because when they did that, it was just simply, hey guys, we're holding this tournament in Helsinki, uh, (laughs) Finland. And send us an email to this email address and let us know who from your clans want to play and we'll send you an invite. The only thing that's interesting about this one is it says sign up for online qualifiers. So I don't know what that means. And they actually bolded online qualifiers. Well, I don't know what it means, but I'm just assuming that it's going to be some sort of a, a bracketed qualification system where you have to qualify online and then you'll probably have to do some sort of a regional qualifying tournament of some sorts. Right. And then those who win which is then tracked online then get qualified and and sent over to paris to to be a part of the quote-unquote royal path tournament which is a it's a circuit right so this isn't just like a tournament it's a circuit which means that it has regional qualifiers first right which then get you to the final stage Mm -hmm. which i think is gonna i think this is cool because it it adds more of a build factor right it's not just like hey we're having this thing on one day and boom it's done right instead it's building towards something and it'll finalize with this big event that's even bigger than Helsinki Tournament, which was pretty big at the very beginning of this game. Nope, I agree. And, uh, you know, there are a handful of dates that anybody can sign up for for their specific region. So we'll obviously put this link in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty cool, I thought. Now, we had probably one of the biggest news items happen this past week. This was honestly the piece of news that I've been waiting for. So this past week, we got news from Supercell that they reconsidered their original thoughts and their original stance on emotes. Yes, they did. So they released an article called Rethinking Emotes. 
where essentially that they say, I thought this was the funniest part of it, but they say we something along the lines of we think we've evoked enough strong emotions from you (laughs) (laughs) and they want to change that. So what they're doing is they're giving people the ability to give a mute button for people to do emotes. Mm -hmm. However, they still want people to know that they're playing other people. They, They don't want to lose that feel of playing a person. So someone can emote after you've muted them, but you'll see one of those, like, I don't know, what do they call ellipses or whatever? Those three yeah. dots. Yeah. So three dots will pop up instead of like a, a cry face, but you don't know if they're saying well played or cry face or wow or angry face. You don't know anything. Cool. I don't um, care. <laughs> right. But you don't get the emotional piece of it, right. which is what we don't want. Correct. <laughs> um, I really, really want to get your thoughts on that before I, before I kind of go into the next piece of what, what they're trying to do. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. We've talked about it before. I'm clearly very excited about it. Um, I do appreciate the fact that, although annoying, um, that we have to do it every time we play a, uh, a new game, which is fine. I don't, I don't need to shut it off beforehand. I would rather like, cause what if I, what if I get someone that's actually like really cool and gives me like a good luck and a thumbs up? That's rare nowadays. So if somebody does it, I'm going to let them, you know, emote away. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think if they were to force, like, if you were to go into every game with the emote muted, it then you can really lose that sense, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are plenty of games that I play nowadays where people are friendly. They are nice. Not always, but I just don't want to be subject to those people who abuse it. And then when they get lucky with a move or I make a wrong move, then they you know, make me feel like, I, I don't know what the word is. The answer is silly. Right. And, and I don't want to feel like that. So the second that that happens, I'm going to mute them. But right. There's plenty of people that I play again where the first thing is good luck and the last thing is well played. And that's perfect. That's the way it should be. That's good sportsmanship. Exactly. But mm-hmm. the ability to have that if it's not there or limit it when it's not there is exactly what we all need. Exactly. So now I have a question for you because there's something in this, uh, short explanation that I don't necessarily understand, nor do I, if I understand it the right way, I don't really agree with it. So tell me, they talk about strong emotions being built into the core of Clash Royale, which is fine. Right. And they say that it's important for knowing the difference between good cards and great cards. They've come to realize that this doesn't necessarily need to be tied to all aspects of the game and emotes being a case in point. Do you really think that emotes are the factor that tells other people that cards are good versus cards being great i don't think that that's what they meant okay what is that what do they mean i think what they're trying to say is initially they their stance was they want this game to give people strong emotions Mm -hmm. so that roller coaster of emotions that we all experience whether it's following your trophy count Mm -hmm. or it's seeing a card that your opponent plays and feeling that sense of, wow, that royal giant is overpowered and I don't want to face it. Right. That piece of it, that feeling, they also tied to emotes. So they said, when your trophy count goes up, you're going to feel really great. But when you trophy death spiral, you're going to feel like crap. Right. When a royal giant comes down, you're probably not going to feel so good about it and you're going to be mad. When a Sparky blows up your tower, you're probably not going to be too excited about it. Right. When somebody puts up a cry face after they destroy your tower, you're probably not going to feel too happy about it. Mm -hmm. I think they were tying in the feeling of what they were trying to make everybody feel to every aspect of the game. 
But I think they took it too far and they realized this because pe- people honestly were quitting the game simply because they were getting spammed with emotes yes. and it was causing such a horrible reaction. And we've been told that from many clan members before. Right. And they, and they actually left the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something like this, it's a simple change. Just give somebody the option to mute people if they want to. And it honestly will increase the longevity of this game. It really will. Right. Now, how do you feel about them talking about making emotes collectible? You know, that's a really interesting question Mm -hmm. because I don't know how they would do it, right? Because like, in theory, if you can make emotes more, something that people look forward to getting, Mm -hmm. then they won't have such a negative connotation towards them. Right. If people don't have that ability and they can't get them and it's just used a in an abusive way, then of course people are going to have a negative connotation towards them even before they see them. Right. Um, so it's just like this overarching poor feeling about these emotes. But if you make them collectible and you make some emotes more rare than others, and it's like, oh yes, I finally have this one. As long as they're not like, I don't know, like as long as they're not like quote unquote strong emotion emotes, like I'm all for it because I guess at the end of the day, if you can mute the person anyway, who cares what they have? <laughs> right. That, no, that's true. How do you think we'd collect them? Through chests, I think. But I, because I, I don't know what else, you, how else can you collect them? They don't have any other form of collection method in the game. I mean, I, I agree with you. I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, you know, how Hearthstone does uh, the card back every season. It's like one of the rewards that you get at the start of the new season. Mm. So like maybe that's something that you get in addition to whatever else you would get. But not sure. every chest would contain them. Sure, sure. Now, that's a really good point. So, like, depending on where you end up in the season, you have a potential to get some sort of a, an emote or a new emote. Right. Or they could just go buck wild and you get one of the same emote and then you have to get, like, 15 of the same emote to upgrade it to a better emote. If they implement that, it's just, I, <laughs> I hear you, dude. But this game already has enough pay-to-play incentive. That's all. I, I mean, you know. I don't need any more of that. I don't want it. I'm just saying they could do it. So yeah, the 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 floor is certainly open. They didn't give any sort of guideline or time frame or anything. It was kind of they did one of those like plant the seed, let it grow kind of thing. Right. I'm sure just by saying that they're going to get thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that give them feedback on what they think, and they'll probably use that in some way, shape, or form to kind of tailor what they're going to do. Completely agree, dude. So I think that's it for news, right? I mean, to be honest with you, that was a pretty good bunch of news and after having like a month off from them this was a little bit more refreshing to get like a bunch of different things no that that was definitely good that that was the best uh you know just quick news that we had and especially the only set of news that we had from them yeah i agree so the the next thing that we wanted to talk about was last week we mentioned the tuesday night throwdown we did or tnt for short boom boom and the tuesday night throwdown was actually a uh collaboration it, it was a collaboration, but it was a tournament that's hosted every other week on Tuesdays by Cast Royale's Dexology, um, who is Matt. And every, every tournament is going to be themed, right? Mm-hmm. So like this particular theme, because it was shorter notice, was just bring your best deck. Um, but next time it might be only epics or only decks less than 3.3 elixir cost or only decks with out legendaries or you know whatever whatever the theme might be the nice thing is because it's a collaboration between us and him he kind of has free reigns to do whatever he wants as long as it's not like anything crazy that nobody can play with 
Right. And actually, one of the things that he actually mentioned was he emailed us this past weekend and he said that one of the thoughts that he was thinking was instead of having like a specific card themed, let's give some love to everybody who's grinding out there and might not necessarily be in a very high arena. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're in like arena six. So let's use arena six cards and lower. Right. So like arena six, arena five, arena four, et cetera, but nothing above arena six. That way everybody can play with the same pool of cards. No, I agree. I think that's cool. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like we said this last week, but it's just a really, really nice thing to see. It's, it's a way that the community can come in um, together and experience something together in just a fun and friendly way. I mean, when we have our boom tourneys or the hodgepodge tourneys, people aren't, it's not really themed. It's really just like everybody get together Let's play and have fun together, but let's see who can win, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so these themes are just a cool uh, twist on what we've tried to do in the past. And honestly, the feedback that he got for the games that, that were held in that tournament were unbelievable. Nope, definitely were. And uh, we worked with him um, on setting up a new page on our website. Uh, he gave us a pretty cool graphic. Um, and you can see the schedule up there showing you which Tuesdays, uh, they're actually going to be doing the TNTs, um, as well as, as soon as we have any information on the theme for that particular week, uh, it's going to be listed on there as well. So if, you know, if you miss that information, just make sure you check that particular page. Um, and we'll put that link in the show notes for you guys. So it's pretty easy to find. We also rework the, uh, the website a little bit. So if people really need to find the discord, it's much, 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 much easier. Yep. And I was just going to mention that every week, whenever we wind up, so I guess every other week when Matt hosts the tournament, when we get the information related to the tournament, like what theme it's going to be and what the password and what time and blah, blah, blah. Not only will we put that information on the website. But the first place that we'll probably put it is in Discord. Right. So please make sure that you join the Discord, get the information fast, and make sure you join. Boom. Mm-hmm. And a reminder for everybody, the password for the Discord page is legendary, all lowercase. Please do not make the capital L mistake like I did. Lock yourself <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, so let's go into, uh, we have a handful of chests to open chest opening yeah um so like we always do we're gonna try and do round robin style uh free chest silver chest gold chest you know work our way up we also have our chest from our first tnt tournament yeah we do Mm -hmm. so who would you like to go first well seeing as the little brother never leads why don't you go first ah you're killing me all right All right, so my first chest up is... I'm going to go through my two free chests, okay? Okay. All right, yep. first chest. You got 87 gold. Two gems. Okay. One giant. Mmm. And ten archers. Mmm. The giant's good. I don't really use archers, do you? No, I used to, just with Jason's deck, though. Oh, yeah, with, I mean, with Jason's deck. It's a staple. All right, chest... Free chest two. 81 gold. One furnace. And 10 ice spirits. Ice spirits? Mm-hmm. Have you used the furnace? Uh, no, I don't, I don't use anything that has to do with elements. Seriously? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Nothing with elements. So that takes away the furnace, the ice spirits, and the fire spirits. Yeah, we need something serious with water, though. I, I, I need like a, like a whirlpool or a typhoon wave. But that's interesting to me because you said that once the 
you said that you were seeing ice spirits a lot more since the zap was gone. That doesn't or not was that, gone. But well, that's true. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to use the zap. But maybe that's because it's maybe it's being used more because it's much better now. Maybe. You should consider it. I should. I should listen to you, but I'm going to not right now, and I'm going to let you do your free chest. <laughs> Try the elements, Rob. You're up. All right. Free chest number one. 83 gold. All right. One Inferno Tower. And <laughs> 10 archers. All right. Looks like we're on the same boat, Rob. Yeah, I know. We have we have 20 archers on our boat. <laughs> we're not going to get killed by goblins, that's, that's for sure. That's true. Free chest number two. 87 gold. All right. I got to say this correctly. Ready? Ready. One, mm -hmm. three musketeers. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Boom. And 10 arrows. So right. not too bad. Yeah. If I, if I was thinking about going back to Jason's deck, now would be the time to do it. Now would be the time to do it. By the way, I used Jason's deck yesterday. Um accidentally because of course there's no confirmation for what deck you're using when you play right. legendary arena and uh i won no way yeah had a heart attack in the middle of it but i won first silver 57 gold isn't it weird that i got 80 something gold from a free chest but 57 from a silver doesn't quite make that much sense oh maybe because these were arena eight chests and my free chests were arena nine chests Mm, that could be it. Got yeah, it. There it is. That's the reason. Okay. So 57 gold, one goblin hut, and nine archers. So now we have 29 archers in our boat. I mean, if the game was ever telling us to use Jason's deck again. This is it. This is it. All right. Second uh, silver chest. 57 gold, four ice spirits, and six archers. Okay. Wow. So, so many archers. Archers and elements are your theme. Clearly. Okay, I have no silver chests, but I do have two gold chests. Do it up. So I'll open them first. 261 gold. Nice. Seven goblins. Mm-hmm. 12 skeletons. 15 arrows. Mm-hmm. And four barbarian huts, which I've never used and probably never will. Will never use, unless they you know, lower the cost a little bit. Right. <laughs> but I don't want them to do that because then they're going to be a lot more prominent. So Co correct. Don't do that. Super. Sell. So gold chest number two, 216 gold. All right. Six spear goblins. Okay. Seven zaps. Okay. 21 minion hordes. Wow. <laughs> and four barbarian huts. Of Again. course. Wow. How does wow. that happen? I don't know. I don't know. All right, so now my gold? Yep. All right, my gold chest. I have one. 184 gold. Okay. Six arrows. Nine minion hordes. 14 bombers. Okay. And three mini P.E.K.K.A. Three mini P.E.K.K.A.? I'll take three mini P.E.K.K.A. Wait, that's really good. Yeah, mini I, I'll, I'll take three mini P.E.K.K.A. Mini P.E.K.K.A. are very, very good in this in this meta. Mm-hmm. So do you want to do our TNT tournament chest? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I've been really excited to open these. You and me both. Mm-hmm. So the reason why we're excited... Well, the reason why well, I'm the reason excited, why I'm excited for you. The reason why I'm excited is because I managed somehow to get first place in my very first tournament ever. So I've never gotten first place in any tournament ever before. And the mm -hmm. Super Bowl deck 
which I was talking about earlier in the episode, allowed me to get first place in the TNT boom. And I feel like I need to let everybody know that didn't pay attention when we were doing the tournament. I was first place at one point, and then my my greed got the best of me, and I didn't take Joe's advice and just stop playing. I kept playing and lost like 15 games in a row. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I mentioned this last episode, Rob. I've been dubbed wise before. You are getting closer and closer to wise <laughs> in my book, yes. But I'll never become book. I'll never be a sage. That's true. <laughs> there could only be one sage right now. You're right. Do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Okay. Mine is nowhere near as good as Joe's chest. So I have uh, 70 gold. Okay. Two arrows. Eight ice spirits. And two rockets. Nice. I mean, all right. Rockets Not are terrible. that surprise factor, man. I know. So, so I'm told. How many cards? I didn't count. Uh, well, it said I only like got eight? four cards. Four? Well, four to four to open, and then it gave me two, eight, so ten, twelve, twelve. Twelve. That's good. Twelve cards. Yeah. So it's a little bit better than a silver chest for you. Yes. Boom. So I'll go, I go next? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, like I said, got a first place chest, and the first place chest gave 60 cards. So let's open it up. 417 gold. Oof. 46 Teslas. Wow. 12 rockets. This game loves you a lot more. Oh, nice. Well, it, know, it knows your name is Boom, so Boom. rockets are You want to know how Boom it is? It gave me I'm two ready. balloons. Oh. I'm dropping bombs, baby. Boom. Yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good uh, chest. I like it. Cool. Uh, so now what? We got our crown chest. Do you have a crown chest? I have a crown chest, and then I've got a big dog. All right. So my crown chest. 477 gold. Nice. Two gems. Two barbarian huts. Okay. 17 cannons. All right. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Four <laughs> musketeers. Four regular musketeers. Correct. Got it. And. Oh, I hate this game sometimes. 41 archers. <laughs> what level are your archers right now? It's ridiculous. Ah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, they're level nine. Well, they're soon to be ten. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, should I do my crown? Yeah. Okay. So, crown chest. Five cards. 565 gold. All right. Two gems. Five arrows. 23 bombers. Nice. <laughs> 40 ice spirits. Okay. And eight wizards. Hey, that's a good one. So I have enough wizards now to get my wizard to level seven, which is now the cap for the tournaments. So now I can actually use the wizard in a deck. That's cool. I don't get a lot of wizards. Yeah, me either. And I just actually started requesting them because I was never getting them a lot. And mm-hmm. game must have realized that because now I have it was like, oh, to- <laughs> Joe's. Re- it's, yeah, it's like, oh, Joe's requesting wizards. We might as well give him some. Give him a wizard. Mm-hmm. So... We both have pretty good chests coming up now. Which one do you have? I have a magical chest. Ah, I see your magical chest, and I match your magical chest. (laughs) All right, cool. Call. 
Gall. Not Raze, <laughs> but Gall. Do you want to go first? You, you want me to go first? I'll go. I mean, I'm next, right? You are next. I'll go. Okay. Here we go. And again, just so everybody knows, this was an Arena 8 magical chest. Mm, got it. Of course, as soon as my trophy death spiral started happening. You shouldn't have used the Super Bowl. I shouldn't have played. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Uh, 637 gold. Nice. And I have big. seven cards coming up. That's big. Mm-hmm. Four arrows. Terrible start. Nine royal giants. Okay. Two inferno towers. <laughs> okay. Come on, Rob. I'm crossing <clears throat> my fingers for you, man. Here we go. 29 bombers. How many cards do you have left? Three? I don't know, but did I got no epics yet, right? No. All right. 32 zaps. Okay. And I like the zap. Do you have two more cards left? I do. Okay. Here we go. 17 Valkyrie. Here come your epics, dude. Good one. Three golem. Nice. Yeah. Golems are good. Wow. Now I can take my golem to at least level two because I have six. So that's to level two, right? No, three. Because it three. takes two to get to two and then four to get to sit to three. Ah, uh, I can't do math. Well, that's why I'm that's why I'm here, Rob. That's why you're the accountant. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, three golem. What a good chest. Although, of course, I miss my legendary, but that's okay. Rob. Don't feel bad, because I won't get one either. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm taking your, your advice, by the way. What advice? Uh, I have almost 10,000 gold. I'm just going to keep saving and not upgrade anything and just deal with the fact that I might lose by not upgrading, and then I'm going to convert all my gems and buy a legendary. Dude. I, That's what I'm doing. Like I said, take luck out of the equation. Just take it I'm from tired, Supercell. Yeah, I'm tired of waiting. All right. You ready? I, I've never been more ready. Okay. Magical chest. This one is a legendary chest. Boom. 670 gold. Nine fire spirits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five barbarian huts. So I've gotten <laughs> 10 of those today. Great. Great. 38 cannons. Awesome. I guess. <laughs> 40 skeletons. Wow. Seven musketeers. How many cards do you have left? Two. All right. 11 Inferno Towers. And now I'm on to my epics. Here we go. Ooh. Four giant skeletons. Wow. So right now my giant skeleton's level one because I've never upgraded him, but I have 10 right. now. So I can get him to level three, just like you can get your golem to level three. That's good. We should, we should have a battle of the titans. You want to? Just like the big dudes? Mm-hmm. That would be fun. <laughs> That'd be, a, that'd be a good battle. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. That could be a fun theme. That could be. For TNT. Big, big guys only. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Bring the meat. Bring it. <laughs> so that was fun. I mean, as usual, we never get any legendaries, but hey, mm -hmm. we got some pretty good cards. And it seems like the game is telling us to use the, uh, the elements a lot and mm -hmm. to use Archers. Jason's deck uh, for yeah. sure. A lot. So not bad. We rarely listen to this game, so we're just going to do what we want anyway. Well, the game rarely listens to us, so. That's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seems fitting. Boom. Boom. All right, so let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. Yes, and I wish that we could say that we were creative enough to come up with decks this week, but we actually found 
two really awesome decks that we think uh, fit really well in today's meta. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. So the first one is actually awesomely titled World of Witchcraft. Did you name that? I did. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think um, it's cool, and too. It's, it's actually uh, a deck that I found from Ash, um, who's a big name in our community. Uh, and it's a 4.3 elixir cost deck. Um, and it consists of the Golem, the Witch, the Mini P.E.K.K.A., Musketeer, Ice Spirit, Poison, Zap, and the Elixir Collector. So how do you play this deck? This, if you can't tell, it's a little bit higher than we would normally recommend playing, um, especially since we usually try and stay around the 4.0 mark. Um, but it's really only that high because of the Golem. Um, what I would say is you'd be starting with the Elixir Collector. Um, if you don't have the Elixir Collector at first, you essentially want to be playing defense because um, you really need the Elixir Collector up front so you can get that out because the first card that you need to be using is the Golem. The Golem is going to be placed behind the King Tower, um, although I guess you could throw it a little bit higher if you want to, but because it costs eight, you really want to give yourself time to build up that Elixir, which is why you need the Elixir Collector first. So anyway, Golem first, right, after the Elixir Collector. It's going to be walking, walking, walking. Once you get pretty close to 10 Elixir again, um, you're going to be dropping your Witch right behind your Golem. Essentially, you want to use your, well, you have cards that can work both ways for you, right? You have uh, a poison and a zap, both of which can be used offensively or defensively. At any rate, the goal is to get your golem to the tower and have your witch supporting it. You really need your witch alive because you need to have it making the skeletons because everything that gets thrown out on the opponent's side is going to be something to take care of the golem because they're not really going to be focusing too much on the witch. Right. So, so basically what you're saying is that the, the witch in this deck is merely a support unit. It's, mm -hmm. it's there to distract and to facilitate the golem to get to the tower, but it's not mm -hmm. like your damage dealing card. Right. Especially since like, I mean, what's the number one thing to take care of a golem? It's going to be the, the minion horde. Yeah. Minion horde or barbarians. I guess you can mm -hmm. use the mini P.E.K.K.A., but most people, I, most people I've seen don't. Right. But you have a zap and a poison. You're most likely not going to use both unless you have uh, barbarians coming at you on the other side. Right. But for minion horde, you can use one of those two and the witch is going to take out them for you after you even use both spells once. Yeah, I think the best combination would be zap plus the witch because yep. zap will take all of them down to one hit, which will take one shot to kill them all. Correct. And then obviously you do have your mini P.E.K.K.A. if you are on the defensive side and you need to be dealing with things like the Hog Rider and the Prince and other fun things that are pretty meaty. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think like you said, the, the, the witch being behind the golem in this case, generating mm -hmm. skeletons really requires your opponent to put their mini P.E.K.K.A. or their Prince, those beefy, large hitting units um, in appropriate placement. Otherwise, they're just going to get distracted. And if they get distracted, they're wasting time hitting those skeletons and then just getting killed by those plus the witch. Right. And then we also have a one cost ice spirit, which can be used offensively or defensively as well, which is kind of nice. So you can throw out the ice spirit because it doesn't cost almost anything um, with your golem and witch. As long as the opponent has dropped units to start attacking, you can use your ice spirit to freeze those units and then use your zap or your poison after that. Yeah, I think that's a really good, this deck seems really, really good. And to be honest with it, you, it's solid. So I think that the ice spirit in this deck is a little bit underrated because, at first glance, because 
I just mentioned before that people need to have appropriate placement when placing troops down. Otherwise, they're going to be useless killing skeletons, right? Mm -hmm. Because if they're killing skeletons, guess what they're not killing? The golem. Correct. And the thing is, is if if they're not killing the golem and they get frozen (laughs) and the skeletons keep getting generated... You'd be right. surprised at how much damage little skeletons can do when there's three of them and then six of them plus a witch for two seconds. Uh, no, they do a lot. Um, so it's surprising how much damage they can actually get in. Sure, they die very easily, but if they're not killed, they do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And especially since we know that the the witch has been getting uh, periodic buffs and so has the golem and its golemites. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a pretty serious deck. So that being said, don't feel like you're wasting elixir dropping the ice spirit down for both defensive purposes or offensive purposes ultimately like rob said this is a 4.3 elixir cost deck so your your tower is going to take some damage mm-hmm. so also remember that the ice spirit's a one cost card so it's used to support but it's also used to cycle so don't feel like you're going to be limiting yourself if you use it on defense because you don't need it on offense because don't forget you've got poison it does a similar thing just not the same thing Right, and it's nice. Like I said, that the Ice Spirit is one. You usually make that up from an Elixir Collector very quickly. Very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you uh, actually came across a really cool deck this week as well, right? I did. So, so this one is also another deck that we found online. Um, but we think that with the buffs that just recently happened with the P.E.K.K.A., um, it, it really does work in the current meta. Again, mm-hmm. this deck is a 4.5 Elixir Cost deck. So I think, Robbie, you and I were trying to give the the bigger decks a little bit of love this week uh yeah we don't really do that too often right so why not just to give people the feel that they still work and they still can work so Mm -hmm. this deck is is titled all for one and the reason why is because it not only features the pekka but it also features the three musketeers whose motto is all for one and one for all (laughs) boom yeah and we also don't we don't give enough love to the three musketeers as a matter of fact i don't think we've ever used them in a deck ever i think we may have used them in a like giant three musketeers deck um but you're right we do not give these big cards enough love Mm -hmm. um so like i said before there is the pekka there is the three musketeers the fireball the zap the elixir collector the barbarians the goblins and the spear goblins Mm Hmm. So this deck is simply, at the first glance, I'd say, this deck is simply a P.E.K.K.A. Three Musketeers deck, right? Right. So there are two different ways to play this deck. Both of them require the Elixir Collector to go down first. Like we said, this is a higher cost deck. So if you don't get the Elixir pumped down, you're going to find that you're going to have trouble gaining the resources you need to facilitate an offensive push. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the P.E.K.K.A. or the Three Musketeers to start, Get the elixir pump down, play defense, and then just wait for the cycle to come about. Mm-hmm. But here are the two different ways to play the deck. The first option is to play the P.E.K.K.A. first. If you play the P.E.K.K.A. first, you're going to put the P.E.K.K.A. all the way behind your king tower. Pick your favorite lane and attack that side. Once you have around 10 elixir, you're going to drop the three musketeers in the same lane as your P.E.K.K.A. So essentially, you're going to have a huge P.E.K.K.A. supported by three musketeers behind it. Don't forget, you have your elixir pump going through. So you're still going to have enough elixir once you drop those to have spear goblins or regular goblins plus a zap or fireball to facilitate whatever answer you need to give for your, whatever your opponent drops. Right, that's, that's the massive push. But do not forget that if you're going down that route, 
you really have to wait a second to see what your opponent drops. If you react too quickly, you're going to not waste your fireball, but you're not going to get as much value with your fireball or your zap and attack multiple units. Mm-hmm. You, you want to make sure that you get the value you need. Otherwise, unfortunately, in this scenario, your three musketeers could take a punishment with like, you know, a barbarian drop or something. Right. Um, or, or, the, or the other opponent using uh, uh, a fireball. Correct. So in that situation, as you can probably imagine, it's a deadly combination. If your opponent makes a mistake, they're not winning the game. In fact, not only are they not winning the game, they're probably not going to be able to <laughs> stop your first push. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a devastating combination, but the other way to play the deck is to, instead of drop the P.E.K.K.A. first, you drop the three musketeers in the back behind the tower, behind the king tower. If you do that, you're going to split the three musketeers, two going down one lane and one going down another. So you deliberately want to put them in the, in the spot behind the king tower so that they do split up. Exactly. And the reason why that is, is because if you drop them first, your opponent can answer them very simply with a fireball zap combination. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, they're going to have a huge elixir advantage on you. Two elixir advantage just from that one trade. Right. And you never want that going into them defending against a lonely P.E.K.K.A., right? <laughs> and True. <laughs> and it being killed and then them going on the offensive push. So instead you split them up. And what you're going to effectively do is create a split push. When, you're, when your musketeers get to closer towards the, the river you're going to drop the P.E.K.K.A. on the side with the one musketeer. And you're going to follow that up with your goblins and spear goblins on the other side. So you can effectively split push both lanes, and your, your opponent has to effectively have good answers for all of that. Um, right. And, and with this style, you don't have to split push every single time. <laughs> the beauty behind right. this is you can do the P.E.K.K.A. push first, like we said the first time, and then if you feel that you've gotten the tower low enough, you can split push the other side the next time you do the cycle. And mm-hmm. what that really does is it causes your opponent to not be able to use the same defensive strategy both times. And it makes right. it harder for them to react. Especially if you find out that you do the big, big push first and they have a fireball. Using the secondary uh, method of playing this deck, you actually pretty much avoid the fireball taking out all of your musketeers and if they do wind up resorting to like most people would using the fireball on the side with two musketeers little do they realize that you're about to drop a pekka and spear goblins on the other side that's a really good point rob and and to be honest with you if you think about it like the first time that somebody does a push against you you're using that for informational purposes obviously you're going to react but you're also trying to figure out what this person has and how can i defend against it Right. So if you're switching your cycle and switching your strategy on your first push to your second push, think mm-hmm. about how difficult that's going to be for your opponent to, to actually figure out and defend against. It's already making my head spin, so it's probably really difficult. Well, if it's making your head spin, <laughs> imagine what it's going to be like for them. <laughs> I know. It's true. No, I, re- I really like this deck. It's very cool. Boom. Mm-hmm. So those are two pretty cool decks in the current meta. Like we said, they're higher cost. Um, but hey, they work. So give it a shot and tell us how it goes. Boom. Boom. And with that said, let's go on to emails and reviews. Emails and reviews. This one, we, we got a little bit less this week. Not, not so much less, I guess. This week we got less new emails, but more right. responding emails. Right. We're only reading two new emails. Correct. So mm-hmm. this truncates the uh, review section a little bit, but hey. Right. Boom. 
Uh, but before we go into the two emails, we do want to touch on two separate emails that we got, um, one of which was from Lucas. Right. So last week we were talking about changes to the princess. Do you remember that, Rob? Yep. Where the projectile speed of the arrows was increased. And we weren't sure if it would change her DPS. So we said last episode that we were pretty stupid and you know, it was late <laughs> and we couldn't figure it out. But somebody who's much further intelligent than we are mm-hmm. was going to provide us with some formulaic way and show us how simple this is to really calculate. Right? Yep. So short and sweet, to sum it up, we got an email from Lucas who told us the simplest formula to understand how mathematically the princess should not have changed her DPS. Right. And when we read it, we were like, wow, that makes so much sense. Of course the the princess wouldn't have a different DPS, right? Right. Yep. Well, they also reminded us (laughs) that on the cast, we mentioned that it would be someone smarter than us. Mm Mm-hmm. He then reminded us that he was 12 years old. Yep. So that was great. <laughs> it didn't take long to realize <laughs> that I don't know why I'm currently employed. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, I shouldn't have a job. But this was just really funny to read, but it makes yeah. too much sense. And the princess should not have had changed DPS. So thank you, mm-hmm. Lucas, for, for helping us see the light in the simplest <laughs> possible way. And by the way, you have an extremely bright future ahead of you. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and again, real quick, another email um, that we got from John, who talks a little bit about uh, us having a cross-clan tournament, which we're still figuring it out with him. But we thought it was really cool because he said that he, uh, he was really thankful that we read his last email on the podcast because he actually gained a new member um, who heard about them through our podcast. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's super cool. So just as a reminder, their clan name is Actual Happiness. And they're full of fun, friendly, uh, and what they call hardcore casual players. So boom, um, boom. So if you're looking for a clan that's very active and, and kind of has the same culture that we have uh, as a community, be sure to check them out. Exactly. So this actually brings us to our two new emails. So the first one is from Miles, who writes, Hi, Joe and Rob. My name in Clash Royale is Shadow Virus 10, and I really want to join your clan, but can't because they are full. Are you going to make a Cast Royale 3? I am level 7, Arena 5, and am stuck at 1,500 trophies, and boom, boom. Shadow Virus. Boom. Yeah, so Shadow Virus, uh, I, I would honestly recommend that you join our Discord. Yes. Uh, so go to castrialpodcast.com slash discord. Mm-hmm. The password, like Rob mentioned before, is legendary uh, with all lowercase letters, and you'll be able to get into the discord. When you're in the discord, we do our weekly refresh every Saturday night going into Sunday night. And when mm-hmm. we do, we let the people in the discord know that there are spots open. Um, we currently are not planning on having a cast Royale 3, uh, but that's just right now. Um, at some point in the future, we might rethink that. but. For now, the best way to join is to join the Discord. Check us out. Join on Saturday nights. Boom. Boom. And also, we are um, waiting because who knows if uh, Supercell winds up raising the limit for how many people could join a clan, that which we're kind of hoping awesome. for. Yep. Um, and then the last email that we got is from Lance, who writes, Robin Joe, I love this podcast. You guys get me cracking up on my runs as I listen. 
Great insight and segments in each of your episodes. I've been listening since the beginning when I first started playing this game and wondered if there was a podcast. I would really like to join one of your clans if you get an opening after resets. My in-game name is Kuzmo. My small clan of four has recently disbanded, so I am in need of a new thriving clan. You guys are great. Keep up the laughs, Kuzmo. Kuzmo! Boom. Oh, and he also has a PS uh, that says, I, uh, a great legendary card would be a combination of the Valkyrie and the Hog Rider. Just imagine your opponent's face as the Hog races to his tower and the Valkyrie is swinging her sword from the back, cleaning out his defenses. I would name it the V-Hog. The V-Hog. <laughs> I mean, this is such an awesome card because if you think about mm-hmm. it, I, I honestly love like the Trifecta deck, which we talked mm-hmm. about a couple of episodes back. And it would be so cool to, to just have one card that does both of those things. I mean, it that would seems, be cool. Seems like it would be a little bit overpowered, but hey, to be honest with you, the miner seems overpowered. The wizard seems, o- the ice wizard seems overpowered. I mean, hey, Sparky exists. Sparky's like an obliterating object. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> Sparky's a tank. <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with the V-Hog? <laughs> yeah, why not? I'll take a V-Hog any day. Yeah. So this was another cool email. You know, Kuzmo, Lance, we really appreciate the kind words. Uh, thank you for listening to us to the, from the very beginning. Uh, we understand the, the hardships and not being able to join the clan, but the easiest way to do it, like we said, is check on Saturday nights. Like we said before, join the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, get the, be the first to know when a spot's open, and, and we're sure that you'll get in. Boom. And then we had one review uh, this past week, which, which was actually a pretty good review. And it actually sparked something that we wanted to make sure that we touched on this episode. Correct. That's true. So we'll, uh, read the review first and then we'll talk a little bit about what's going on. So Joe, you want to read it? Sure. So this was a five-star review from iceberg three, two, five, and he is in the United States. Iceberg dead ahead. Dead ahead. Iceberg. (laughs) I'll never let go Jack. (laughs) So he writes, Boom Squad, A+. I absolutely love this podcast. The guys have great chemistry. The production value is amazing. Very informative, and I'm sure you've made many players better just by listening. My only complaint would be in the inconsistent schedule. Minor complaint, though. Still love you guys. Boom. 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 Mm-hmm. So this review is actually pretty awesome for multiple reasons. First of all, Joe, you and I have great chemistry, apparently. We're smooth, Rob. Smooth, I, I think like, so. Smooth like butter. Like butter. Like an yeah. avocado and guacamole. Boom. We've been told that we have voices like silk. I mean, we may tell ourselves that, but no, someone on Twitter told us that. Seriously? Yeah. They were like, I miss <laughs> oh, your no? I, I miss your silky smooth voices. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Um we really appreciate the fact that he went out of his way to leave us a review like this, uh, especially since he rated us A plus and gave us five stars. Boom. Um, so thank you again, Iceberg. So he had a minor complaint in our inconsistent schedule, and that's something that we wanted to touch on. Right. For two reasons. Hit me. One, we try really hard uh, to make the schedule as consistent as possible, uh, although it may seem sometimes we don't necessarily follow it consistently. Every week when we're doing our podcast, we always try and record during the week. And we also always try and release sometime on Sunday, unless of course there's something going on, in which case we'll most likely release it on uh, mo- the following Monday. Correct. 
And two, we try and remain as consistent as possible, especially since, you know, life happens and there are vacations and there's, there's times that we do need to take off, but we try and remain as transparent as possible. So you guys aren't like stuck waiting for an episode, especially when you expect it. And we didn't tell you that we're taking off. Completely agree. I think we try and be as transparent as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, it may seem inconsistent, which sometimes it is. Um, but the one thing that we just want to remind you guys is this is a hobby for us. Um, it's a side project that we do for fun, uh, to keep us busy. And also because we really have a great community of people that listen with us, um, that love playing the game. And we want to make sure that their Clash Royale fix is, is fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, exactly. And the community continues even when we're not around. That's right. So, you know, we just wanted to subtly mention that, um, you know, if we ever had a very strict schedule where we couldn't you know, where we couldn't take off from the podcast or, you know, we had, we had to record it while we were on vacation. It it would start to feel like a job to us, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't ever want the funness of what we're currently doing to go away. Um, Right. We never want to resent this. Right. And so if we have to take breaks because, you know, my wedding comes up or, you know, Rob's going on vacation or whatever, we're, we're still going to do it, but we will continue to be as transparent as possible to ensure that you guys know what to expect from us. Right. Also, and uh, just kind of going in with all of that, I think it's worth mentioning that we are taking a break next week, uh, (laughs) just again to be transparent. Uh, And this is actually a pretty exciting thing because Joe and I are going to Las Vegas for Joe's bachelor party. Bachelor party! Yeah. So, see, there are reasons, and we think that most of the time they're fun. And, you know, we, we, we try and let you guys know, so that's what we're doing now. But we wanted to wait until this review happened because we didn't, you know, it, it kind of makes sense to talk about both at the same time. Correct. And mm-hmm. Vegas is fun. I can't wait mm-hmm. to go. I've never been before, but. I have. You'll love it. I'm going with Rob. I'm going with uh, uh, an awesome group of guys. And I'm really excited to, to see what kind of unfolds. And I'm sure we'll come back with some stories. Some we probably won't be able to share on the air, but some we will. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> From what I'm told, what happens in Vegas, right? Stays in Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, I mean, but no, we're in all seriousness. We are, we are going to have fun. Um, but we did want to let you guys know that we are taking a break next week. That's right. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the wedding coming up in October for me and my fiance, um, the episodes that we provide might be a little bit shorter, slightly more truncated and, and more, I'd say direct. Um, right. Especially since your wedding falls on a weekend in October. So correct. So be prepared for that when that happens too. Yeah. So like we said, we, we truly appreciated this review because it was honest and it was straightforward and it, it really hit home with us. Um, and we truly appreciated it. So iceberg, thank you so much for the kind words. Um, and, and for allowing us to be transparent with what we do. Mm -hmm. And Joe, you know what I was just thinking? Tell me, I think iceberg just misses our silky smooth voices when uh, we're taking a week off. That's probably it. That's probably <laughs> as, really it. Because it's one, really just a minor complaint, right? As one Twitter follower put it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Exactly. So with that said, uh, we did actually have a patron this week, which was awesome. Um, and a big thank you goes out to Doug Ross. Doug Ross. Him and his son both play this game. They are both in the Cast Royale clans. Uh, we actually had a mishap with, with Doug and his son, the, I guess this two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I accidentally <laughs> kicked his son out of the clan. <laughs> Whoops. Rob was like, hey, this guy, peace. <laughs> but, but no worries. We figured out a way to get Doug and his son into Castrail 2 uh, so they can you know keep playing together. But Doug, we appreciate the fact that y- you support what we do um, 
and and you know you provide us with your hard-earned money to to continue bringing our listeners and community fresh, awesome, and and great content. So thank you so much. We we mm. cannot describe how much it means to us. Mm-hmm. And we actually wound up getting a PayPal sponsorship from our patron. Dean Warwick. Dean Warwick, the guy yeah. with the coolest last name that we've ever heard. <laughs> um, and this was really cool because the reason why Dean gave us a PayPal donation was to sponsor some tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he hopes it covered a, uh, a tourney or two. Um, so, Dean, we cannot wait to host the next tournament. We will be sponsoring it in, in, in your name. Um, and, and it's just really so cool. It's going to be great to have the community together in, in, a, in another big way. Boom. Boom. So that pretty much does it for our episode this week. Yeah, Closing does. out episode 19. 19. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you want to join our clan, uh, wait for the refresh every Saturday night into Sunday. Uh, send us an invitation. And in the invite, please write the word podcast. Um, if you do have any feedback, questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at feedback at castrailpodcast.com or fill out the form on our contact us page on the website. And if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, please be sure to use the handle at Podcast Royale. Mm-hmm. And as always, uh, we just started putting the Discord link in the show notes, so you can find that there. Um, as well as if you do want to help support us on Patreon, you can find the link there as well, uh, and it'll explain how you do it and what you get if you do do it. And just like Dean, if you'd like to sponsor a tournament, go to our website, click the sponsorship button, and we'll make one in your name. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. And don't forget to fill out our survey. It is completely updated with all the correct amount of cards Ooh. and the right arenas Ooh. as of now. Uh, yep. Uh, we got some feedback about that and we needed to update it. So we did. Yeah, we, we tip, I mean, to be honest with you, we typically try and take all the feedback we get and incorporate it or fix it in one way, shape or form. It's definitely helping. Yeah. Um, so that's it. We nailed it. Nailed it, man. Yeah. One episode before 20 nailed. Put a pin in it. Bury it. Drop Call the it mic. A day. Walk away. Walk away. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so. Do not join us next week. Right. Do not join us next week because we won't be here. We'll but be if you in wanna, Vegas. If you want to show up, you can. We just won't be here. If you really want to hang out with us, come to Vegas. Yes. Come to Vegas and hang out with us. Boom. <laughs> as, a, as a matter of fact, if anybody is in Vegas that weekend, hey, if you're old enough, message us on Discord. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to meet up with someone. That if, would be great. If you live in Vegas, please tell us. We'll be there from, what is it, Rob, Thursday to Sunday? I think it's Thursday to Sunday, yeah. Thursday to Sunday. Let us know. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and until next time, with another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Love it. Or a gallimaufry. It's either a hodgepodge or a gallimaufry. Boom. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.